together. Father, we thank you for tonight. We, we thank you for uh, well, the praises mentioned tonight, the answers to prayer. and uh, mentioned Mike and uh, how well he's doing and, and driving. And, and we're just so thankful for uh, how you have uh, healed him and, and how he continues to improve. And we pray that you would continue to be with him. Father, we do, um, we pray tonight for uh, Kitty and, and her procedure being rescheduled. We pray that, uh, that that everything would be ready to go on that date and that, uh, Father, it would go go well. We, we pray tonight for Junior as well. He's going to, uh, uh, Father, be having this um, procedure in, on his knee, and we, we pray that you would be with with the doctors and those that are, are doing that and uh, Father just heal his body and uh, Lord take care of that Lord we pray for uh, Rick the uh, perks that's been mentioned tonight Lord in hospice care we pray for comfort and for peace for him for uh, loved ones around him Lord that, that only you can bring and supply uh, Father we pray for Mr. Harry Orr tonight, Lord, as he, uh, Father, is, is grieving, and Lord, as the loss of, of Gladys, we just pray that you would continue to be with him, uh, Lord, by your spirit. Father, we, we pray tonight as we uh, discuss this lesson and, and look at your word, and uh, Father, that we would know what it means to, to fear you and that uh, Father we would long to grow in, in our fear and amazement and awe of who you are and Lord it would lead us to worship so Lord teach us tonight we pray in Jesus name, Amen Okay so tonight we um, it, it's an interesting thing when we, we got to this, this chapter in the book and the author kind of says alright let's Let's take a, take a time out for a second. Um, let's kind of take a break. Let's reflect. And we, we've talked a lot about fear. Talked about a lot of, uh, about uh, fear of the Lord. So let's reflect and think on a question. What do you fear? Just, just think in your mind. What, what is it? that you fear the most. Um, I'll share one of mine. This actually happened the other night. I don't know if you've ever um, if you've ever had a dream that was so real and so vivid. You were so panicked that when you screamed or yelled in your dream you actually did and woke yourself up. Um, it's kind of a crazy thing. Well, the other night I was, um, Lydia's room in our house is right by the front door. So just the way the house is, is laid out. So I had a dream the other night um, and I was dreaming or, or I was asleep in my dream. I know it's kind of complicated, but I, I'm, I'm asleep, I'm dreaming that I'm asleep, okay? and. Dreaming I'm asleep, 
all of a sudden, I hear somebody just kicking in the front door, right, in, in my dream that I'm dreaming. Well, it's like I, I couldn't wake up. I couldn't wake up. Like, I, I was aware of what was going on, but for whatever reason, I was paralyzed, couldn't move. I, I, could, I, I knew I had to get to my daughter, right? I've, I've got to protect my daughter. I've got to get there. And I couldn't move. And so I'm trying everything I can to force myself to move so much so that I actually do move and I wake myself up. Um, but just as an example of things that we fear. So in, in that case, you know, it's just an example of, of a fear of, of not being able to protect her when she needs me, right? Um, and uh, and our fears, when we look at them, the, the things that we do fear, they tell us something. It's, it's a very instructional thing. We, we learn what our priorities are. We learn what we treasure and what we love. We, we learn where we're looking for security. Um, and You know, when we, we, we start to look and start to evaluate those things, we can see that instead of relying on the Lord, instead of trusting in Him and fearing Him as we ought, and fearing Him rightly, we're fearing all of these other things. And so it was an interesting question. To, to reflect on, to open the chapter. Um, and so tonight what we want to look at, and what does a right fear of the Lord look like? What, is it, what does it mean? What is it, how does it display itself in the life of a believer when we fear the Lord rightly? There's a few things we're going to look at. First of all, it, it, a right fear of the Lord means that we enjoy Deeper communion with God. Deeper communion, knowing Him more, knowing Him better, having this just deeper and deeper relationship with Him. Um, and the Psalms tells us a lot about what this relationship looks like. We see that throughout the Psalms, it tells us that those who fear the Lord will know His goodness. When we fear the Lord, we will know his goodness. It says when we fear the Lord, we will know delight. We will know joy. When we fear the Lord, we will know uh, his steadfast love or his covenant love. His love that, that it will not be revoked. It will not change. It will not um, go away. Steadfast love he has for those who are his. When we fear the Lord, we know his fatherly compassion to us. And those who fear the Lord will know deliverance from death. And this, of course, it's actually referring to the, the final death, right? Eternal death in, in hell. 
we would be delivered and saved. Also, there's this incredible verse in actually Psalm 147 um, about the fear of the Lord that says this, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. So what an incredible idea that the Lord is pleased when we fear him and when we hope in his love. And so therefore we can say that, that those who fear him have been brought to know and enjoy the everlasting mercy of God and therefore take pleasure in the one who takes pleasure in them. What an incredible way to think about that. Um, so we, we enjoy deeper communion with God. Secondly, a right fear of the Lord means um, possessing knowledge and wisdom. We will possess knowledge and wisdom, true knowledge and wisdom, when we fear the Lord. Um, reading Proverbs tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And, and the, the knowledge that's spoken of here consists of, of things like having a, a right knowledge of who God is and of who we are and, and a knowledge of, of the world around us and how it operates. And that we can only have a correct view of that through a right fear of the Lord. Um, the, the author goes on and he, he, he talks about this difference between mere you know, knowledge of facts and, and knowing and fearing the Lord. They're, they're very different things. This wisdom that results from a daily walking with him. And it's funny he writes this. The world is littered with clever fools. People with high IQs and a history of quite stupid life choices. Right? But we know what he means. Right? And the knowledge that we're talking about here is it has very little to do with intelligence. It has little to do with scholastic education. It doesn't matter if you you know, you're Ivy League or not. It's the one who fears the Lord that has wisdom and knowledge. And so the psalmist says that he will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. Doesn't matter status in life, those who fear the Lord he will bless. Then he makes this statement. In essential matters, in, in knowing God, in knowing ourselves, and in knowing the nature and story of the universe, the fear of the Lord makes believers more knowledgeable than the greatest geniuses and wiser than the wisest sages. Those who fear him will have wisdom and knowledge. Third truth that we see tonight is that those that have a right fear of the Lord will be like him. We will be like him. So what do we know about the Lord? We, we know from Scripture he is pure. He is just. He is generous and kind. These are just a few of, of his attributes. Um, when we think about specifically about God the Son in human flesh, 
then we think of humility, right? And, and the, the humility that Christ displayed and how we are to imitate that humility. And this is a very, very interesting statement. The author says here, fear of the Lord is the key to true humility, which is not about trying to think less of yourself or trying to think of yourself less, but marveling more at Him. So uh, a true and joyful fear of God simply eclipses self. It just it takes over. It, it cancels out self when we're completely focused on the fear of the Lord. And so finally tonight we see that a right fear of the Lord means finding strength. So um, John Flavel wrote this. He wrote, the carnal person or, or unsaved person fears man, not God. The strong Christian fears God, not man. The weak Christian fears man too much and God too little. And, and so often we find ourselves in that situation. One of the books I, we read when I was in school was by Ed Welch, and it was called When People Are uh, Big and God is Small. And sometimes that happens, and it causes problems. Um, so finding strength um, for ourselves in the fear of the Lord is very different than what we would hear today from a, um, a many or most counselors or psychologists or uh, psych, you know, um, therapists, things like that. Um, the author writes, the normal prescription today for building your self-worth on the opinion of others is to love yourself more. Love yourself so much that it will hardly matter what others think. In other words, treat the disease of narcissism with more narcissists. Right? So, uh, I'm too focused on myself, so what should I do? Focus more on myself. I mean, when you stop and think about it, it makes no sense. Rather, the prescription that we really need is what we just mentioned, one that, that, that true and joyful fear of God that eclipses self. But so often in our lives, we fear so many other things instead of the Lord, or, or we fear other things more than we fear the Lord. It, it's an interesting passage here in, in Jeremiah um, where we read this. Thus does the Lord. Cursed is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. However, we, we then read in these next verses, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. 
So our, our, all of our other fears and anxieties, they're taken away when we compare them to the fear of the Lord. Um, we've talked about Martin Luther several times in, throughout this study, and we can see an, uh, an example of, of what we've just talked about in his life in a very vivid way. Um, so Luther had sought to reform the church. Okay, he saw the, the, the issues and the problems, the false teaching, uh, the corruption, and, and so he wanted to reform the church. And so he started to go against teaching, started um, speaking out against it, and so then in, in 1521, uh, he was actually called into a gathering um, of uh, those that were in charge at the time in the church and also the uh, emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. And so he was called in basically to, uh, to answer for his rebellion against the church. And so one of two things was going to happen. One, he would either take back what he said and, you know, quote, get back in line and, and support Pope Leo X, or he would be prosecuted and most likely executed. He would take his life. And it's said that his friends and his colleagues during this time actually encouraged him by citing Matthew 10. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he said, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And so Luther was called in. He was commanded to recant what he had been teaching, what he believed. And that's when he famously said, I'm bound by the scriptures I've quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and I will not retract anything. Now, as it turns out, he actually, for, for various reasons, he wasn't prosecuted there or, or put to death. But, but he didn't know that going into it. Um, his fear of the Lord over the fear of man allowed him to take that stand for what he knew to be right. Um, it's an incredible example from history we see of this point. Um, also, we read this same kind of idea in Isaiah 8. It says, do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And when it comes to um, many things in life, and, and also to the fear of man, um, and, and fear of others, everybody's kind of naturally wired to go to one of two extremes, or to go one of two ways. And um, Dr. Reeves here, he describes them as rhinos and deer. We're all naturally inclined to be a rhino or a deer. So uh, rhinos, strong and thick-skinned, right? Don't, don't, I don't, don't care what anybody else thinks. Um, on the other hand, there are those of us that, that are dear. They're, they're sweet and gentle, but when, when trouble comes, they tend to flee. And 
when we look at these, both of these have strength. But either one of these taking to, to an extreme is a bad thing. And so we read then that it is a fear of the Lord that corrects and beautifies both temperaments. Giving believers a gentle strength. It makes them like Christ, simultaneously lamb-like and lion-like. We, we all need to be corrected in that way. Um, and so to, to kind of give a summary of, of what we've been saying tonight, we can go and look at uh, the lyrics of, of an old hymn. And one of the verses say this, Fear him, you saints, and you will then have nothing else to fear. And so I, I want to close tonight with a couple of verses from Psalm 115 to remember. It says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. What it looks like in our lives, in our day-to-day -day lives, when we have this right fear of the Lord. It's an incredible, incredible thing. So let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for these points tonight. We thank you for these verses of Scripture we've been able to pour over and to, to look at and to think through. Uh, Father, we thank you for those, um, Lord, just for the men from history and, and situations and, and how you have worked through those and the examples that we have. Lord, I, I do pray, Father, that we would fear you. And that would take care of fear of anything else. So, Lord, help us now as we leave tonight. Lord, may we worship you with our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you. Yeah.